Hey everybody, welcome to the Faith Forge Academy. I am your GM Steven, and with me today we have Kai. Hey, I'm Kai. Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. My mouth is not full of blueberry pie. Oh, thanks for sharing. <laughs> I want that. I want to go to there. Adelaide. Hey, it's Adelaide. And Emily. Hello. I have the taste of found familiar coffee in my mouth. Mm. Wow. Speaking of found familiar coffee, <laughs> Emily, we're affiliated with found familiar coffee. And if you use the code FAITHFORGE on checkout, you get 10% off your order and you support this lovely podcast that if you're still listening to, you are on episode 81. Uh, and thank you for hanging out with us this long on this story. Did um, y'all play in that? No. Oh. I mean, yes. Nice le- le- <laughs> <laughs> lead way. Um, if you've all hung around with us this long, uh, thank you. Uh, if you are getting your entertainment regularly from us, a five-star rating and review is hugely helpful. We're also affiliated with Greenleaf Geek as well as Found Familiar Coffee. So at Greenleaf Geek, you can also use the code FAYFORGE at checkout. Get 10% off some uh, dice. There are sets by companies like HD Dice or ChessX, um, as well as Leah makes her own custom dice that you can order, though the, the coupon code does not apply to that. And last but not least, we have a Patreon. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash faithforgeacademy, um, there's lots of great stuff. Access to our Patreon-only Discord, subclasses, laughs, joy, <laughs> the pleasure knowing that you're supporting your favorite podcasters mm-hmm. that you get to hear in your ears every day. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> so with that, let's let's go do the do the D and Ds. So, Rain, Blossom, Ashrin, and Ariadne. The four of you have spent a few hours in the library researching after a fairly traumatic night fighting shadow spirits, seeing the tension between the professors, hearing voices, uh, learning about your past and your ancestors and potentially where you came from. Uh, that led you to start asking questions and to Ariadne's favorite place, the library. Mm. Uh, Gibble guided you deep, deep within the building, a place that students typically don't get to go. Uh, While there, you found um, some clues for Blossom about communicating with spirits. And the maybe the magic description of what could have potentially happened with Morwell and Lyra, as well as a little bit of history about Are, um, who is currently known as Arvea the Betrayer. After that, you chose to go down into 
where this mausoleum beneath the surface is. As you traveled from the depths of the library to the catacombs beneath, through these dark hallways, you see a large glowing green eye blinking at you. It's been a long time since you have been down here, Ashrin. Where's my friend Besky? He's supposed to bring me soup. Blinks. Contemplating whether to lie about the soup or not, and deciding not to. Uh, you know, we had good intentions to bring the soup down, but things just keep happening. I'm sure that you know. Everyone always has good intentions. Hmm. Why are you here? We need help. From Theros? No, but I don't know, maybe. You have new friends looking at Rain and Blossom. Uh, hello. I'm Blossom. Hmm. Hello, Blossom. I could bring you a snack next time we come down here. Do you like popcorn? What is popcorn? Oh, um... I'm going to... just concentrate on as much volume as possible, right? Like, I want to give a healthy portion. So four kernels, if I can muster the strength. But I'm going to recreate, um... I think I'm going to recreate Besky's uh, sweet potato donut popcorn. Oh, tasty. Um, as you're doing that, I need you to make a deception check. Me? But mm-hmm. I'm, I really can make popcorn. What? I know. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Uh, oh, that's a nat one. I don't even know what I'm lying about. <laughs> As you make the popcorn, you feel this eye, this one large green eye, (laughs) looking at you. You make eye contact. And you start thinking almost in a way that you can't control. Um, And I need you to share one uh, fact or secret about (gasps) me. What? Oh, uh, a factor. It's not out loud. It's it, so so. The rest of you who are here, you won't know this. So player knowledge, character mm-hmm. knowledge. But uh, okay. So <sighs> oh man, a secret about rain. Um, okay, rain. Uh, in the last few months has uh had these like these passing thoughts nothing serious um but rain is nursing a little bit of a crush on cause (gasps) (gasps) okay and then this creature this creature looks at you takes a bite of the popcorn and smiles kind of as that as that little crush kind of leaks out of your mind like for some reason you think of cause for just a brief moment and then you're back in this moment. 
and there's a strange smile on this this creature's face. This creature calls himself Theros. Then he looks at Blossom, and Blossom, you feel this heavy eye contact almost peering into your soul, and I need you to also make a deception. <gasps> Fun. <laughs> that is a 15. Okay. Then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> What the frick? I just stare right back. You want to do a staring contest? Blossom is made for this shit. Where is that dwarf friend who was here last time? I liked him. Again, makes eye contact with you. I'm literally looking anywhere other than this this creature. Just like looking at the ground, trying to count how many pebbles are around my feet. Oh, we left him sleeping, right? Oh, that must be such a disappointment for some of us. Anyways, how can I help you? I just turned to look at Blossom. Uh, we're looking for the mausoleum. Mm. <laughs> Very active. Things waking up. Waking up? Friends, enemies, those who should be sleeping. Do you know which are friend and which are enemy? It all depends on your goal. What if the goal is to be friends? Then your friends are your friends and your enemies are your enemies. That makes complete sense. Of course it does. It's true. I like him. Can you hear them too? I look into its large eye with my eyes. I hear a lot of things. Head tilts. What do you hear? Do you hear the screams? Oh, I hear lots of screams. Oh. Um. <laughs> can I, like, insight check? Like, what's that mean? <laughs> sure. Roll an insight check. Uh, We're about to get murdered. I'm. Um, 14? Um, you read it correctly that it's kind of creepy, but kind of below the surface, from from kind of the different things he said, he seems to not be into, like, deceiving, but just doesn't necessarily talk in a straight line. Um, Mm. And so there's very much a chance that, like, he's just saying, yeah, I hear screaming. But in a in a weird way. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, how do we get to the mausoleum from here? By walking. Blossom just has a puzzled expression. A lot of good points. A lot of good points. Are we going the right way? You are. But will you come back? Theros does not know. Uh, Blossom just starts slowly walking in the direction that they were already going, um, <laughs> continuing to make eye contact with it, but just getting a little distance and moving along. Don't be strangers to Theros. Uh, I don't know if we can be strangers, because if the goal is to be friends, then our friends are our friends, and if we want you to be friends with us, then that means you are friends with us. So everything's fine. I agree. And you want to be friends with me. That That's true. Yes, that would mean that. Ariadne and Ashrin, you're very quiet. Um, just uncomfortable. 
thinking about soup. <laughs> uh, Astrid, I'm going to need you to make a deception check now, too. Oh, no. Okay. Um, deception. Oh, Lord. Uh, 10. Rolled an 11. <gasps> All right. So he learns a secret about you as well. I think her secret is that she's angry with Morel and her parents for giving her these powers and entrusting her with all of this stuff, but giving her no direction and not guiding her and not being there for her. And she has like this like anger that's building up. Hmm. That's a good one. He looks at you and, and you actually all, all four of you would see for a brief moment um, as much as this monster, this creature can show it shows a small bit of empathy and you feel that momentarily Ashrin as you feel that anger burn inside of you I think the empathy almost makes me more mad like I don't need somebody's sympathy or empathy like you know that reaction mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, I, I just shrug it off if you keep it in You'll only hurt yourself and your friends. I just glare. It blinks. And then it walks away. Good luck. A fart! Is that the answer to the riddle? No, it's not a, it's not a riddle. Oh. You can ask Ashrin about it. What hurts you and your friends if you hold it in? I still think that's the answer. And this creature crawls off. I did not like that at all. You, you'd met them before? What is it? Our friend, I think. Right? Um, sh sure. That seemed friendly enough. Uh, as you continue on, everyone, Blossom, Rain, Ariadne, and Ashrin, you begin to hear whispers. And the temperature drops. Oh. Ooh. I am going to cast Dancing Lights. Um, just... So that, because uh, I'm assuming it's not very uh, bright down here either. Mm. Correct. Okay, so I'm going to cast yeah. Dancing Lights. Okay. Uh, and as those dance bounce off the walls, you see this pathway that you've been on sort of open up into this room. It's circular-ish. Uh, in the center is sort of like this platform. There's five uh, statues is what they appear to be at first glance. Each of them has some sort of gem where their heart should be. What, like what, are they glowing? They are, they're all this like kind of this aquamarine color. Okay. Floating within is this like black Shadow, almost like if you've seen if you if you've seen like black food coloring dropped in mm -hmm. water. Um, that's sort of what's floating around on the inside of each of these. How tall or like how high up off the ground is that gem? Are they statues that are people height? Are they on pedestals high up? They're they're life size. So okay. um so each statue is between five and six sure, feet sure, tall. Sure. Okay. 
Um, I'm going... Shit, I don't have that spell. Never mind. Is this the mausoleum? I don't know exactly what it's supposed to look like. May maybe I've I've never seen anything like this either. Um I'll cautiously I was assuming that we've like kind of like as it's gotten colder, we just instinctively kind of grouped up together and we're just like huddling and marching along. Mm -hmm. Um but I will break off and very hesitantly go up to one of these statues and observe this gym. Or like, is there any like markings, like nameplate, or? Uh, there are. Well, as you look around um, and you go through, one of them is a statue of Lyra. Oh, I I, I think this might be the mausoleum. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. What do do we recognize any of the other figures? Uh, you would not. Um, I go to the statue of Lyra and I say to the rest of the group, "Is her." physical body here. Her, her ghost is here. Or on the campus. I. Why don't you roll me an investigation check? Me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there anything we can do to help? Sure, you could take the help action. I would love to do that. Or one of you may, may roll an investigation as well. I'd rather help because my investigation's not good. Okay. Okay. Oh, much better. Um, 21. So there's a couple things you notice. The shadow in the middle of this gem on Lyra is much fainter than the other four. Uh, the second thing you notice is there is a definitive seal kind of halfway in the middle. Like if you cut the statue in half, mm -hmm. there's a seal, a slight seam that goes all the way around it. Like it's been broken and put back together? Uh, no, like it was, in, like it might be hollow, and that is where they enclose something inside of it. Oh, and like, like that's oh. where her body is or something. Oh, <laughs> Oh, I feel very bad about desecrating this. Oh, that's so spooky. She wants our help, though. She needs it. Does, does that mean to... In, in to do, do we have to get her body? What's the significance of the body again? Yeah, do you, do you have to touch her to speak to her? I don't, no, I don't know. I, I just think that it would be... It, I think it would be easier if we're near her physical form. Vessel. Try talking to the statue to see if it works. Help me. Oh, God. <laughs> awesome. In the back of your head. Okay, now does this sound like, because I did hear before Lyra specifically asking me for help. Mm -hmm. Does this sound like her? Roll an insight check. Uh, it sure doesn't sound like it to me. <laughs> yeah, Louis. <laughs> does she only hear Lyra? As of now, yes. Okay. You all you all are hearing almost this whole time, though. Just like that, like. Ooh, ooh, okay. Ooh, creepy. just like walks up and like knocks on it. Hello? <laughs> like a door. Hello? Ancestor? Is that you? Uh, like on the crystal or just the, the stone itself? Just the stone. Okay. Uh, it's hot. Oh, wait. It's the crystal that I saw in the vision there? It's a different. It's No, it's. Oh. Sorry. I use crystals too much. I should probably find some other things. <laughs> I'll say gem. <laughs> it's a gemstone. <laughs> okay. uh, I rolled a. 12 on that uh, inside check. It is an... So that's high enough to know that it is not Lyra. Okay. Oh. 
Who are you? You're just saying um, that out loud. Yeah, I'm saying that out loud. Help. Let me free. How? Lyra's voice. Oh, run. Oh! And you watch as Shadow... No! ...pulls into the center on this pedestal. Don't do it. I'm and no. that Mm-mm. form... Don't do this. <laughs> it's not do, too late. Do what? <laughs> <laughs> This large shadow of a bird. Almost like this black phoenix um, that flew out of that body appears on the pedestal behind you. It transitions from a bird into the form, into kind of like this shapeless humanoid version. So the master's going to want those back. And maybe add a few more to his collection. Want what back? Lyra. Who is your master? The betrayer. No. (laughs) That dragon. That dragon's a pawn. Oh, shit. Malvaris, of course. Oh. You are in his home. You have all been in his home. And he's coming back. And he will need these friends. We should go. We should go. Oh, no, you're not leaving. You're not leaving here. I will level my spear at him at this and say, yes, we are. <laughs> How many y'all the roll initiative? No! Oh my god! We're in Malvar's house? Is the mausoleum his house? Oh my god, we're so unprepared. This whole place is no. Whose house is this? <laughs> this is just supposed to be girls' night. Yeah. <laughs> Chilling. We were gonna have donuts, donuts, do a Cosmo quiz, play in the Barbie house. Hey everybody, like last week, uh, throughout the month of February, we're going to give little pieces of information about Black History and and Black History Month, Uh, and this week we're going to talk about Ruby Bridges, who, if you're familiar with the civil rights era uh, and history in the United States, Ruby Bridges was a six-year-old girl in 1960 who was the first black girl to integrate into an elementary school in the South. Um, Now, six years earlier... Uh, in 1954 was when uh, the Supreme Court overturned the previous precedent um, that of separate but equal. Um, so for those six years, segregation in schools was technically illegal, but nobody had taken the steps to start integrating schools. And so Ruby Bridges was the first, first child to do that. And um, every day that she went to school, she was greeted by protesters screaming and yelling her name. She was escorted to school every day by the National Guard. And parents protested and hated and loathed that this little girl was being brought into this all-white school simply because of the color of her skin. Um, and the reason I wanted to talk about her today is because she was born in 1954. She's alive today. Um, she 
is still a civil rights activist. She's still fighting this fight that as a six-year-old, she never should have had to carry that weight, and yet she did. This is not ancient history. This isn't hundreds of years ago. The people who fought these fights in the 60s and the 70s are still fighting it today. And if there's people fighting for those causes, there's people fighting against those. Uh, So that's just one of the reasons we wanted to spend a little bit of time every episode this month talking about different pieces. Um, Because people like Ruby Bridges um, have shaped and are shaping the fight for equality. Um, And it's not over. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, let's get back to the show. So, this humanoid form looks at all of you. And, like, this darkness that starts eating at you starts pouring from it. Um, And I need all of you to make a deck save. Oh, that's not my strong suit. (laughs) Uh, deck saves plus one. Eleven. Fourteen. <laughs> Na- one? No. <laughs> no. Uh, Sixteen. So DC was fourteen. Poof. So if you failed, you take a little bit of damage. <gasps> Wait, the DC was fourteen? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Okay. So if you did not pass, you take 25 necrotic damage. Oh! Oh my god! Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. And you're blind. No! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't do this. Uh, and if you pass, you take 14. And this this being says, more souls for the master. Oh, no. Thank God for resistance to necrotic damage. And Ashwin, it's your turn. Oh, uh, am I able to use my reaction uh, yeah. as we get hit? Okay. Yeah. Then I would like to use my reaction uh, to do hellish rebuke. Nice. Okay, that's a deck. That's a deck save for it, right? Uh, creature must make a dex throw. Uh, yeah. A twenty-one. Well, <laughs> it still takes half damage. So <laughs> you know what? And let's cast it at. We can cast it at a higher level. I'm gonna call it by slot. So sorry, I'm doing math real quick. Math. Uh, I'm gonna cast it third level. So that adds another two d10 to this. So I'm gonna roll four d10. Okay. So 27 halved is 13. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, as I get hit with this necrotic damage and see everybody else get hit with it, uh, Blossom's eyes go stark white um, and flames, uh, white flames begin to form at her fingertips. She furrows her brow, pushes her hands out, and fire shoots from her palm at the shadow. Yeah, that, that fire like leeches onto this this darkness. I um, mean, you can almost see it start to glow as it some of it stays on fire. Uh, and Ashran, it is your turn. So I cast, you know when it's really, really hot, something's really hot and like um, it kind of blurs your vision, kind of like with, um, like if you're driving down the highway and the highway's hot and it's like, blurry Mm -hmm. that kind of goes around all of us and i'm gonna cast aura of life uh which is a life preserving energy radiates from you um on a 30 foot radius 
and it moves with me, centered on me. Ooh. And each non-hostile creature in the in the aura uh, has resistance to necrotic damage. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, dang. And its hit point maximum can't be reduced. Nice. And it's concentration. Okay. Sweet. Uh, any bonus action or anything on your turn? Um, no. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and rain. It is over to you as you feel this sort of warmth protecting you. Woof. Okay. Uh, so I am blind, and that, like, wiped me out to 50%, basically. Um, so this seems like a bad situation. Rain is going to... Uh, oh, I have blind sight up to 10 feet because of my dragon eye tattoo. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to maybe with a combination of what little I can make out, like, um, and where I know that I saw it last, I'm going to still try to attack it, even though it would be a disadvantage. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the first one is a oh god, a nat twenty and a nine. Hang on, that's a with my tiny longbow. That's a seventeen to hit on the that first hits. one, and the second one is a uh, dirty twenty. Both hit. Um. Okay. When the first one makes contact, um, my little toothpick-sized arrow will flash that same electric blue color as I mark it as my favorite foe. Okay. So it takes 16 points of damage. Ooh, heck yeah. Nice. Between the two arrows. Um, and then I will, um, uh, probably just kind of feel my way back this way a little bit (laughs) and just kind of crawl out of the way because this seems dicey. Uh, Sort of back by the... By yeah, the just trying to... I I don't... I can't see much of what's going on, but I'm just trying to get low and get behind something or get near something. Yeah, okay. that's it. Uh, and Ariadne, it is your turn. Okay, so... Um, as this shadow is manifesting itself in front of us, um, also, I just noticed these two dudes in the bottom right. Don't know what that is. Don't like it. Um, <laughs> but I am moving in front... Of the gals, and as I do so, um, Ariadne starts to glow and then glow brighter, uh, and uh, begins to erupt in this white fire. And I'm finally using my Azamar Radiant Consumption because the damage got removed to myself because that didn't make any sense. So at the end of each of my turns, okay, so at the end of my turn, it will take half my level rounded up. Um, four damage, radiant damage. Uh-huh. Um, and I am also, she also seems to like kind of cross herself a little bit and she is um, quietly saying a prayer to Walena and I'm casting uh, divine favor. Okay. No damage this round, except for a little bit, but uh, prepping for the next one. I will say, as you do this, your Asmar Super Saiyan power. <gasps> That's right. 
It's been a long time since you've used it. Uh-huh. Um, since training as a Valkyrie. And this time something feels a little bit off from what you remember. Oh, oh no. You still have radiant energy pouring from you. Uh-huh. Um, but, oh, is Blossom the only other person who can see? I think so. Correct. <laughs> so, Blossom, you would see this radiant energy bursting from, from Ariadne. But on her back, you would see these two skeletal wings starting to push out. Oh, that's so sad. And anything else on your turn? No, that's it. That's all I can do. Losing my religion. <laughs> and Blossom, it's your turn. Uh, oh, holy heck. So I'm assuming that I still see rain looking pretty poorly. And so while I know that it might not do much damage to the shadow, I'm going to cast Wither and Bloom. Or at least attempt to. So I invoke... Well, actually, shoot, hold on. Let me look at space. I got to move a little bit, I think. Can I? It's a 10-foot sphere, so I don't actually think that I can get both rain and the shadow in this. Um, I don't think you can. Break. Um, <laughs> then actually, in this case, I am going to just... I'll move over to rain, um, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Uh, and I'll cast it at a second level, so you get a little bit more juice. So that'll be 2d8. Do I roll? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. So that, uh, that'll be plus, no, sorry, that's 12 plus 8, so that is, uh, 20 points that you heal. Oh, yeah. Um, so Blossom sort of quickly flits over to you, um, and lays... (laughs) Probably just one little finger upon your head. <laughs> and goes, Hello. Uh, don't be afraid. And uh, you feel a, a warmth and a, a good sweet energy flow into you. Oh. And then, with my bonus action, I'm going to use one of my points of bardic inspiration to invoke bardic desperation. Yeah. Um. So my target being the shadow, which means that it will have disadvantage on its next attack roll, saving throw, or skill check. Um, and it must make a charisma saving throw against my DC. Surprisingly, this is not the most charismatic of creatures. But he did roll an 18. What? Shit. Ah, frick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is BS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, half on a success. So I still get to roll damage. Uh, suffer psychic damage. Oh, yes. Equal the number rolled on the Bardic Inspiration die. Sorry, there's steps. Steps. <laughs> Who wrote this? So complicated. Fun, but fun. <laughs> oh, there's my D8. Um, okay, so 7 plus my Bard level. Oh. So 15. 15, yes. Half on a back, success, so half of 15. So back to 7. Back to 7. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't remember if I wrote it. If he, if he saves... Does he still have um, the disadvantage? Yes, that that is um, separate That's, from the saving okay. throw. Wow, I'm congratulations to you. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on your turn? No, that's that's gonna be it for me. That's it. Okay. So the phoenix, seeing this radiant energy coming out, storms towards you, but gets to a position where he can lash out at multiple people if wanted and takes two attacks at you, Ariadne. Of course he does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, high armor class, let's go, please. 
A 17 and a 22. Oh, that both hits. 17 almost misses. Damn it. Okay, then I'm also going to need you to make a strength save. Wait, no, I have I have shield. Casting shield. Casting shield. Okay. Will that stop both of them? Um, it's a plus five. Uh, I think 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 22. Okay, so the second one will hit, but that's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that does 17 slashing and four fire. Okay. 17 slashing? Ha ha. Okay. Glad I blocked the second one. Uh... And it, so its first one, its first one lashes into you, and and you feel it, it this huge talent just kind of rake across the front of oh you. Oh my god! Um, and almost it almost breaks through this shield you just cast, um, and uh, it's going to see if it gets that back, which it does. So that'll be fine. Ew. And uh, it is Ashrin's turn. Ashrin, you are no longer blinded. Okay. Um. So, so you see this enormous shadowy figure in front of you. I'm going to kind of snake out this, like, fire. Oh, I hope this works. Something. Something works from my hand that kind of, like, goes out and starts wrapping around this phoenix and kind of uh, starts to fade away the closer it gets to its head and casts confusion. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Is that a wisdom save? Um, wisdom save. I think that's right. That sounds right. 12. It does not pass. Uh, so can't take reactions and must roll a d10 at the start of it each turn to determine its behavior for that turn. Uh, yeah, so as that fire starts moving towards its head, you see it start to look around, not, not really panic, but like puzzled, trying to figure out what's happening. Um, looking at each of you in this sort of unsure way. Um, and anything else for you, Ashrin? Um, That is concentration as well, so I drop the aura. Okay. Does that go away if we hit it? I don't think so, but I want to check. I don't. I don't think it does. No, it doesn't look like it goes away. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say anything about taking damage. No. Okay. All right. Uh, and anything else for Ashrin? No. Okay. As this as this this creature is starting to to uh, kind of spin around, looking to try to place where it is, uh, Rain, it is your turn, and you have your sight back as well. Okay. Uh, so this is a pretty large creature, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, with my sight back, I am going to, hmm, I'm going to use my movement to climb up this statue next to me, um, in order to get a better vantage point, because right now I'm kind of like standing between (laughs) Ashrin and Blossom's legs. Um, so I'm going to climb up, and now that I can see, I will pull two more arrows out of my quiver and knock them both at the same time and fire. Oh, so Legolas. Um, so for the first one, that is a uh, 19, and the second one is a 17. Okay, they both hit. All right. Uh, I am also, as a bonus action, um, as I release these arrows, uh, again, you see kind of this flash of blue, this time from the dragon eye on my neck, and the two arrows split into a thousand tiny arrows 
and pepper the whole backside of this creature. It has to make a dex save. Uh, because it's confused, I'm gonna give it disadvantage because okay. it can't get any. Well, okay, so it rolled a 19. So it takes 15 points of damage, and then it takes an extra four points of damage. So 19 points total, sorry. Yeah, no, that's good. That's great. Um, yeah, it screeches and it keeps kind of trying to figure out and place itself. Um, all these little tiny arrows that pierce into it kind of compound the confusion. Um, and that was an action and bonus action, correct? That is all I can do, yeah. Okay, Ariadne. Okay, um, I'm I'm low, but I'm fine. Um, so it's going to take four more radiant damage while I'm here, I'm still on fire. And then I'm going to go for two slashes with Walena Spear. One okay. and two. Oh, a dirty 20. Uh, the, t- the 20 hits. Okay, um, so that's seven radiant plus a, I think it's a D4, let me look. Big numbers. Two extra damage. Okay, and you're actually gonna get an additional uh, 2D6 because this thing is definitely undead. Oh, that's right, okay. Ooh, 10 extra damage. Uh, how do you want to do this? Oh, yes! Okay, that was easier than expected. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, she just has, like, this this just rageful look on her face, but, like, also protective because she sees, like, this is a bad this is a bad situation. Um, and I think as she strikes the second, um, as she strikes into it with the spear, um, you kind of get this glimpse of maybe, like, Walena a little bit, like, her spirit. Um... And, uh, yeah, fades away as she, like, pierces into it. Okay. Um, as it sort of, like, this radiant light bursts into it, it starts to disintegrate. Um, and a couple feathers fall to the ground and just rest there, Jesus. almost in, like, a nest-like fashion. You're in this mausoleum. There are four other statues along with Lyra's. Oh, my God. Uh, and there is a pedestal. What are you doing? Uh, uh, did he mean that this this gesturing to the room is is uh, Malvaris's home or the academy? Can I cast detect good and evil, <laughs> real quick? Please do, because I don't have yeah. it shockingly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to know, uh, basically. Uh, oh, I guess I can know whether or not an aberration, celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead, and if there is a place or object within 30 feet of me that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to move, actually. Hold on. It, it's up to 10 minutes, so you would be able to walk all the way around the room. Gotcha. Okay, so I would like time. to do that. I sort of take a, a little stroll. <laughs> yeah. Um, each of these crystals, each of these gems at the center of the chest uh, are absolutely desecrated mm. um, by some sort of spell and you get and you can feel undead within them um I was gonna I don't know if this is hmm, this is a little out there but rain while I am perched on this statue um, I imagine I'm kind of like sitting down on one of the shoulders at this point after everything's kind of said and done um, the gem that has this shadow in it, can I try to, because mm-hmm. this is Lyra's statue, correct? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pry it out. Can I try to touch this gem and see if my heart sight ability does anything in this scenario where I can touch something and sense it's... Oh. Um, um, as they go to do that, they're like, oh, be, be careful. I I sense um, undead in there, in each of them. The, the magic has been desecrated. Something terrible has happened. It's you can like know the alignment and kind of like motive or something like that. Oh yeah, know its current emotional state, and then if it fails a charisma save, I also know its alignment. Celestial fiends and undead automatically fail the save. Okay. Uh, so as you reach to touch this gem that is Lyra's, um, you feel relief coming from it. Um, and you feel a sense of goodness from the, but it's like an echo. It's not fully there, um, of this. And, and if you remember, uh, it was, I described it as like this, this specific gem, the shadow in it was much Mm -hmm. fainter than the others. Okay. Um, okay. I'll kind of pull my hand away slowly, sort of in contemplation, and then relay that information. I I think we should break it open. I think she's in there. If we break it, do you think the shadow will get out? Is that what that creature was? I think he was saying he I think he was saying he kept these people here for Malvaris. Um, well, since Blossom spoke to Lyra, I mean, we, we, we helped her, I, I think, or we did something. Um, but do you think that's why the shadow is a bit, I don't know, less in this one? Maybe. So maybe we have to help all of them before? I, I don't really know, to be honest. Um, is the shadow gone from the gym now, or did we ask that? I can't remember if we asked that. Not an, not entirely. Okay, it's, but it's still like the same. Is it fainter or just the exact same? It's then, then like fainter than the others, or fainter than like a different point. Fainter than we had noticed that it was fainter than the others at the beginning. So is it even more fainter now that we've killed the shadow, or is it the same as it was? Same. No, it's the same. Okay, um, Blossom. Can yes. you? Um, I'm going. I think I might hold my hand here and keep it. Can you ask Lyra something and we can see maybe how she, if she says anything or if this gem reacts at all? I can't. Um, question though. Just now, what, what did you feel her emotional state was? Um, well, I guess relieved she or it I don't I don't know exactly but and it, I don't know why if it's because we've defeated the shadow or if it's because we helped them before I don't know for sure but if you ask them or if we say to her directly should we break this then we'll know if you know I would really just hate to continue to break things so I would love to double check if possible before doing something drastic 
in the book I was reading, it said that to communicate with the spirits, you had to um, match their emotional well, state. Well, think about a time that you felt um, relieved. Um, can I? And I, I reach out both of my little hands um, to uh, Ariadne and and Rain and Ashton as well, mm -hmm. and I say, um, can we take take each other's hands. Okay. And yes, I think that's right. Um, think of a time when you felt relieved, the ultimate calmness washing over you after the storm. That sense of letting go. And Blossom closes her eyes um, as she tries to channel that emotional state as well. Um, squeezing onto the hands of her companions. Uh, um, roll me, roll me a, um, a like just a spellcasting check. So with your with your spellcasting modifier and your proficiency bonus. Gotcha. Uh, oh, that is going to be um, a twenty-five. Okay. So as you do that, all of you feel some movement in the air, uh, you see a small glow from that gem, and you watch as Ashrin, Ashrin's eyes open blue. <gasps> oh. <sighs> Lyra? I'm here, though probably not for long. Do you want us to break this? It's magic beyond me. Is that a yes or a no? Could we take it to someone who would know? This is dark magic from a long time ago. Those who would know I would not trust. We want to help you. Do you know how we can help you? Find the ember, light it, and free Morwell. Sure she... That is all I've ever wanted. She said find what? Find the ember, light it, and free Morwell? Looking, I'm looking right back at it, Ashrin. Ashrin's possessed by Lyra right now. Ashrin oh, is Lyra. Ashrin is Lyra. <laughs> <laughs> and Ashrin, you can hear all this coming from you. I think that secret that uh, I told Theros kind of ignites <laughs> a little bit. And like, uh, I don't know that they can feel it, but I internally am like, am I the ember that they're talking about? Like, here again, we're going, you know, uh... Feeling a lot of pressure and just personally feeling that, and obviously not showing everybody else. Uh, and with that, Ashrin's eyes come back. You feel another small breeze, and Lyra is gone. Now, do you believe me? <laughs> and I kind of like drop my shoulders a little bit. Do you think I'm the Ember? I think you're their best shot. But how do we light you? It's one of those times I'm glad Cause isn't here because I feel like he would have a very wrong idea. Literally like <laughs> that. Literally like that, <laughs> <on> fire. <laughs> I think being that, like, you know, stubborn person I am, I, like, 
I feel like she's always like warm to be around. Like she always has like this internal like fire a little bit and like you get kind of like a warm presence, not warm as in like friendly, but warm temperature wise. <laughs> and like, I purposely like tap that all down and I'm kind of like being a little stubborn jerk about all of this, you know, and <laughs> uh, you know, that ashy kind of tone takes over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, question, Stephen. When I was hearing the voice in my head that said, help me, was it the same voice as the Dark Phoenix? It was not. Oh, great! It was not! <laughs> Uh-oh. Fabulous. <laughs> That's so much worse. <laughs> Unbelievable. That evil laugh. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if you... As much as I like to believe that everyone chooses their own destiny, I... I don't know if you have a choice in this one. But we'll help you. We will. So what's next? I really, I need to, I really need to get Colonel out of here. Do you think, do you think that the answer, um, perhaps is not in the library, but in the box? Uh, have you tried the music box? Well, now I'm afraid to open it because, uh, you know, um, it's, it was bad. What? What you saw is the same thing that happened to me, so I haven't uh, wanted to really be, uh, you know, messing around with it, but maybe? I don't know enough about magic to know how magic boxes work. I... I have an idea. I can... I can hear something, even if I'm not in the same room with it, if I concentrate. So, uh, I don't know, maybe we could open it from a, from a distance? Are you listening to our conversations in the common room? N- no. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Roll a deception check. That possibly be me. I mean, that's an idea, certainly. Um. Well, maybe it's just something you have to do alone. Oh, that's... Also, a possibility. I suppose if I broke it, I should put it back together. Makes sense. We should get out of here. We should. I don't think we should break these. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. If you think it's best, um, you're much, you're much more, um, well-versed in, you know, god, god magic things. So if you think it's better if we break these. Uh, no, not necessarily. I just had a wild theory. It's not confirmed yet, so. Oh. Okay. I'll just give the gem uh, kind of an affectionate pat, and then I'll crawl down. Oh. So, uh, you all you all are leaving these these lovely catacombs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless we have reason to, to bust it open. So, as you're walking back kind of through these catacombs um, up to the upper levels of the Great Hall, uh, you notice uh, at various different points you can see, being underground, you can see some roots that line some of these, these like underground walkways that, you, that you've seen, and they glow, and they're pulsing. Um, the light's getting stronger, and that song that you've heard many times at the Academy mm. is, is growing a little bit. As you get out, the song is growing stronger and stronger around this tree, and you watch 
as the singing tree bursts into light. Um, this like pillar of light shoots up to the sky beyond what you can see. You watch as this like sort of veil um, splits through the entire castle, um, knocks down a couple walls. Um, like there's, it's not necessarily a safe thing, um, but all these old structures get pushed back um, by by this light. Uh, as you look through, it's almost like you're looking into another world. You're looking into the Feywilds, and you watch as this door appears in the center of the tree. It opens, and a being emerges. They're tall, genderless, looks around. I think it's time for this world to have a second chance. What? Let's out this big exhale and magic covers everything. <gasps> everything that you can do feels tenfold. You see um, plants changing, different students as they're walking by, like one's hand just bursts into flames where they can control it. Um, all this magic comes flowing through. There's a uh, like a whole clan of fairies that come flying what? out of this door. Um, all these different fae creatures. And the magic is tangible. You can grab it with your hands almost. And we're going to have to find out what happens next time. What? What? Oh my god. <laughs>